1: You're listening to Vilified, Season 1, Episode 10. Do you hear what I hear? Do you remember or are aware of those stories and experiences of young children talking to their imaginary friends? You know, it starts with a whisper and a giggle. Your bright and bubbly two to four year old is happier. Maybe they don't have any siblings their age or they're an only child. Then your child enters kindergarten and they draw their family. Finally, you are able to see the source of all your child's familiarity and belonging. But what's that? A stranger amongst mommy, daddy, siblings, and or pets? You ask your child, and they say in a convincing manner, oh, that's so-and-so. You can't see them. Your response depends on how familiar you are with imaginary people and your belief in the unseen, which separates an, oh, wow, from a, oh, bloody hell. Welcome to the world of parenting, paranormal, or possibly mental illness. Why mental illness? You see and hear things others can't. Sometimes this is scary. No, fuck that. It's all scary, especially when it first happens. I'm going to start fixing you on plate at Sunday dinner. You know about those. It's something we black people love to do. Big dinners, but back to you again. Welcome back. And for those just joining me, for the first time, let me get through my spiel. This is my show, and I don't beat around the bush with my word choices or subject matter. So, for those that are easily triggered, I suggest you find a funny cat video or maybe a podcast about cats. I'm not comforting because mental illness is not pretty or easy, it's isolated and raw. This is your final warning. I talk about heavy topics such as death, suicide, and dark themes. You have been warned. You ready? Here we go. My name is Janae, and this is my story. So you've gotten to this podcast by hook or by crook, right? What is vilified, and why should you care? You shouldn't. Not with that attitude. I created this podcast not just for those of us who suffer, but also for family, friends, lovers that aid in caring for us fragile beings. I give anecdotes of my life because most of these issues are something that I suffer from as well. A belief or altered reality that is persistently held despite evidence or agreement to the contrary. The definition of delusion. Those that are mentally ill, and especially those that are schizoaffective, meaning schizophrenia and bipolar, know this all too well. What if the imaginary friend stage never left? What if instead of one voice or one entity, there was multiple voices that had no source. What if that happened all the time and there was no way to shut them off? There's this video on YouTube that's called Schizophrenic Voices, which is what popped up first when I put in audio to show what it's like to be in a schizophrenic's head. The video is accompanied by a black screen, and it will pop up that says, This audio is part of a curriculum of the National Empowerment Center's Hearing Voices Training. You can look it up on YouTube after this podcast. It features several voices that seem to have personalities and distinct temperaments. Some are childlike, some are just whispers, and there's a dominant denouncing male voice. Yes, my loves, this is what it's like 24 seven, 365 days a year. Imagine that in your head, as you speak or try to listen to others. This is going on in your brain. There's another video, if you look um, on YouTube of Anderson Cooper and he's trying to do tests while listening to this or a um, audio. I'm bringing this up because everyone in the fucking world should listen to it. Instead of saying, yes, I understand. No, you don't understand. Constantly hearing them. In the dark, at your house, at school, on a walk, at the dentist, they're still fucking there. Now I want you to imagine those angry, scary, violent voices when you're supposed to pay attention, have sex, mourn a loved one. People call us crazy. Yes, what is crazier than having five or more disembodied voices all saying different things while we are expected to eat, sleep, relate, and grow? My voices have been with me my whole life. At first, they were normal voices. Little kids, my mother, our teacher. It wasn't until I was 14 that they became violent and malevolent. I've gone both with and without medicine. Without, you want to convince yourself that no, I don't walk around talking to myself. I don't hear anything. I'm going to stop this right now. Does it stop? No. Do people even think that that's a thing anymore? I once heard a person say, depression is a choice. Hmm. Moving on from that is having voices is a choice. Think about that. Personally, I think before you are born on earth, when you are with spirit, God, or whomever you pray to, you ask to be reborn what you want to experience. So say you want to experience true love. Well, you don't just up and boom you meet. No, you have to pick some more. But the trick is that you do not know how you're going to get that. This, my friends, is the human experience. Humans are flawed. Or whatever... They aren't born perfect is what I'm trying to say. So they have to go through their own experience. No, you didn't choose your illness. You chose a life that had an illness attached to it. It's a slippery slope. There's a darker side to the illness. And I'm not just talking about schizophrenia or bipolar. There are other personality illnesses or other illnesses that have psychotic or delusional thoughts. I'm talking about those two. But... Hearing voices is scary in and of itself. But what if one of those voices or multiple voices were demonic? You don't know fear like hearing a demon's voice telling you to kill yourself and then seeing shadow figures, or even worse, delusions. Ever since I was in my late 20s to early 30s, I have been pro-medication, whether herbal or pharmaceutical. Yes, I knew I was ill before and after I had insurance. And because I was not above the poverty line i had to try alternatives i'm not a doctor or your mother or anyone in authority in your life so take this with a grain of salt ultimately you have to decide for you what path to choose it's not easy for what human's life is easy really hell if you are A believer, even Jesus, didn't have an easy existence. The same is said for your treatment. Because let me tell you, you do need treatment. I'm going to tell you a story. A couple of years ago, maybe four or five years ago, I was going to this clinic in Atlanta, which is called Packed Atlanta. And I haven't, if I haven't said this before, I live in Georgia in the United States of America. And I've lived here way too long. <laughs> but I digress. I was um, on medication. And, of course, at this clinic, they actually listened to me. One of my symptoms is I forget things or my memory isn't. Up to par, so I was supposed to have a appointment and I forgot about it, like for a day. And when I remembered, I was like, I was like, oh my God, they're going to charge me because they had before. So I had refills, so I decided to just use the refills until I was able to get the money which actually never happened. And I forgot about it again. Anyways, there was three months of refills and then eventually the refills started getting um, less and less. It didn't happen all at once as it never seems to do when you're mentally ill. I just found out I couldn't concentrate. Then I couldn't watch videos. I couldn't take care of my son was one at the time and finally I stopped taking care of myself daughter was dealing with her own set of issues because we were living together and she was dealing with her own set of issues and we were arguing she would go out and not come back until it was super late or maybe not even at all I was miserable and lost finally after not being on my meds for like six months or so. I went to Walmart for food shopping. And I have to say, I'm not really comfortable in a crowd. See, I'm an M
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
1: fields and they are intense at all the time at all times so I went to Walmart and I was doing the food shopping with my baby and it seemed this time Walmart was extremely crowded and I was um I was still taking geodon and I was at the maximum Dosage, which you shouldn't be on. Like, especially if um, your doctor doesn't know that you're not supposed to be that high of a dosage. So, anyways, it had a strange effect on me. I had, like, a um, symptom, or what do you call it? Like, a side effect. I had a side effect of taking that much geodoc My eyes would get stuck in the up position. I don't know um, another way to say it, but I tried to look it up and see what it was called and I couldn't find anything. But my eyes, not not that I would like physically look up, it would just get stuck. I would have to look at the top of something. I couldn't look straight ahead. I couldn't look down. It would. My eyes would eventually, be drawn to the top of whatever I was trying to look at. And I was there with my kid and I had to drive. So I freaked out. And um, I think it was because I was stressing because of so many people and I was getting so many emotions from these people. So I went to fight or flight and I was shit on of luck. I mean, I, I call my daughter, which is something I did on the regular. She would usually, she's like the cooler head of between me and her. We have this special bond where it's like she, like, you know how you say it? people say that they have like a soulmate. I think my daughter is one of my soulmates because she knows how to balance me out and I know how to balance her out. But I digress. I called her and I started panicking and I told her I couldn't see. My eyes were doing the weird thing, which is code for my eyes are stuck in the other position. And she tried to calm me down and it wasn't working. So I hid my cart full of food and I took my baby and we went out to my car. She was trying to get me to calm down and it wasn't working at all. So um, she told me to do deep breaths and I hung up with her and I was talking to myself and I was like, you know, my house isn't that far away from Walmart and I have to drive us and I, we need the food, and I have my baby. I can't, you know, get into a car accident. So I decided to calm myself myself. I did a lot of deep breathing. I did visualization. I distracted myself in my head, and what do you know, it worked. I got the, fin- I finished shopping, and I drove us home. I went to another doctor, and his thing was that he wouldn't put me on all the meds I had before. At the time, I was on five or six, and he restarted me on three. Well, my body didn't like that, and the voices were once again ruining my life. I told him I need my other meds, and he disagreed, so I stopped going back. I knew if I went to another doctor, they might do the same thing. So what did I do? Hmm. I went back to the original people. I explained to the receptionist, and she told me, surprise, surprise, that I hadn't been charged after all. Did y'all hear me? I went through six months, well, six to eight months of hell For something that was a perceived threat that could have been cleared up in a conversation. (laughs) That's my middle name. Making a mountain out of a molehill. This is why you should be able to feel a comfortability with your doctor when you decide to have a doctor. Please learn from my mistakes. Never put your doctor on a pedestal in the same vein, don't completely vilify them because this is the person that's in control of something you're putting into your body. If you don't want to deal with them, don't. Find someone else. Don't just completely cut off communication and stop going and do what I did, which is just exist on your refills. No, have a plan and, and a set of refills before you stop going to them. No one, barring you are of sound mind, should force you against your will. What now? Well, I can tell you I do telehealth with the same clinic. Telehealth for me is a conversation on the phone where we discuss my medication, how I'm doing, and he adjusts as needed. Just recently, I've been getting my meds from their pharmacy. How? They mail them, like overnight. If I don't have the money, they set up a tab for me. I choose to keep them because they've always listened to me. I think I've gone through, let's see, about three doctors at the same clinic and all of them all listened to me and they never took me off any medication, regardless of the doctor I had before. And they've always cared. Why telehealth? Why not in person? (laughs) That's a funny story. After being in Stone Mountain for so long and being faced with crime, I decided I wanted to live near a beach. The joke is, when you live near a beach, you rarely go to it. Anyway, I moved to Savannah. I don't know where you are in the world, but in the South, Savannah is an old city, meaning there's a lot of ghosts. Yes, I said ghosts. They've made it a business here where there's actual ghost tours, and I've been on a couple of them, which is really cool. They were really cool. So it's like some kind of vehicle whether you're walking or segwaying or on a little train or you're on a bus. And they take you all to these different buildings that are said to be haunted. And yes you get to go inside of some of them. Um the last one I did was it was a it was a closed down asylum. And they took you underground under the building. I couldn't go because I'm claustrophobic but I was outside with my daughter and there there's oak trees in uh, savannah and this one had long and I mean super long branches. I'm talking about where I live because I live in Savannah. My doctor's office is in Atlanta, and that is about 300 miles away from me. Now, I could go somewhere locally and visit in person, but um, I love them. I love those people. So, (laughs) I do tell I said all that because I want you to do the same thing. Form bonds with the right people. If you are the mentally ill, really think about a will. And I'm not talking about, or not a will per se, just a document that says, you know, if if I become incapacitated or I am not in my right mind, that this person will make my decisions for me. Maybe you can't get your meds for a year or two, And you don't want to be loopy for all of that, do you? No. You find a person you can trust, really trust, to make good decisions for you. And this is only for emergencies. Make that clear. Write that down. If you don't want that, take care of yourself. See a doctor when you can for your physicals. Exercise, even if you just walk up the street and back. And above all, sleep. You don't know how precious sleep is to the mentally ill. You feel bad enough to just sleep. If you have, you may just need to adjust it. I want you to have eight to nine hours of sleep. That would turn me into a grumpy devil. I usually sleep for three to four hours, five at the most. Know thyself. You want to help your brother, sister, lover, co-worker, etc. Get them to the right doctor. This may take time and a lot of trial and error, but when you find them, it's like night and day. But it doesn't stop there. They need your support. They need to vent. They need to be listened to and to be loved. Remember, Love is free. Well, my darlings, this is where I leave you. Remember, my episodes usually get done by 12. And I'm thinking of moving the day that I upload to Mondays instead of Sundays because after working all week, I'm just, like, not ready to upload on Sundays. But, um, and plus I've been feeling a little under the wind weather. I'm taking care of myself and I'm seeing my doctor on Tuesday, so no worries. But I can be reached at Writer at Yahoo.com. And <laughs> I would like to extend my warmest wishes to all the non-American listeners. I just get a kick out of seeing... The various places light up on the map they give you for looking into your analytics, and especially in Belgium. You guys are my MVPs. But please join me next time, and you're all welcome to come back. Until then, stand tall, my dears.